Hello and welcome to the Orca podcast. We are here doing our coverage of Canberra Survivor 1, the third season that we're reviewing in our epic 11 season countdown and review. And you're all here. No one's here yet, but we know you'll be here soon. Or perhaps you're listening to this some distant point in the future, excited for what is the show of the season, as we always do, the tea party with the infamous Orca Queen Annabelle. We will be getting all the hot tea from some of the hottest orca-like contestants from this season. I'm very, very excited. Before I get into that and before I bring them in, I need to remind everyone that voting is open for the awards. Who do you think was the MVP? Who do you think was the best, wins the Annabelle Award for the best pre-merge boot? And of course, have your say on who wins the most coveted award in Australian LRG Survivor uh, that has ever existed and ever will exist, the Orca Award, the Bromelow Medal. Have your say. It doesn't count for much. Our say means a lot more. But have your say. Make sure that you have some skin in the game when we hand out that award. There's a lot of options for this season um, who can join the illustrious ranks of Ethan, Kevin, was that right? Kevin? Kevin. And um, Matt, Salty Matt. So there's, okay, it doesn't sound that illustrious when I put it that way, but uh, it's an illustrious award nonetheless. Uh, please get in and vote. We'll be revealing all those awards next week when we uh, have that award. We catch up with production about the season and wrap up our coverage of Canberra Survivor. And as I mentioned, December will be the season we're going back to backyard. Exile season three. Um, looking forward to covering that. Looking forward to criticizing Liz's game. I know she'll be there live for it um, uh, as I've been criticizing her idol play ever since I met her or lack thereof. But that's all in the future. Right now, we're here in the present in Canberra. And uh, without further ado, let me bring in the illustrious host of the tea party, the one and only Annabelle. Hello, hello, CK. I I think it's really sweet that you think people listen to this at all after the fact. We have all three listeners here in the chat right now, and we're very grateful to you. Now, look, it, it has all of these orcas have around 40 to 50 views on YouTube post uh, coverage, depending on the sort of scale of when they were released. So there's people listening or watching. Miraculous. Hello, and, Josh. We'd love to have you. And I, I've got to say, usually I enter the tea party filled with resentment towards you, CK, for subjecting me to another LRG when I could be doing literally anything else. But actually, I did watch this one live when it came out. It was full of spice and drama, all thanks to the special guests that we have today. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, well, without further ado, I can't wait to get your coverage with them and see what they have to say. I'll drop out and you can introduce them. One of them is yet to show up. He may be off somewhere eating croissants, but hopefully he will arrive shortly for the coverage. Um, but I'll drop out and you bring in our fantastic guests. See you later. Bye. We are truly blessed at the tea party this week because we have three of Australian LRG's most notorious villains and they really, really shone in this season. So the first person we're going to welcome, I want you to all give them some special love because he's today's birthday boy, snaps for Hoppo. Come on in, darling. 
Hello. Thank you for having me. How are you? Fabulous. You've got to be one of the most fun characters that we get to see. I don't know about that, but there's some. There's a few out there, but I, I, I you know, hopefully, I brought some some spice. Always, darling. Whether it's was in Survivor Canberra or whether it's in an org, we can always count on you to mix things up and cause some drama. <laughs> I try. Well, our next guest also never shies away from a little bit of backstabbing, from a little bit of drama. She is our nefarious ice queen, Ash. Come on in. Hello, hello. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm great. I'm ready for um, some interesting stuff. Can't wait for Dom to get here. Let's go. We are having the Croissant King himself hopefully joining us at some point. But in the meantime, we have the pair of you. And I think this is a really great way to set things up. Because while your dynamic in the show was great and, and your strategic contributions were fantastic, I, I do think that the most compelling element of Survivor Canberra Season 1 for me is the overall bizarre relationship dynamic between the three of you before the LRG, on the LRG, and then after it. I mean, the pair of you, you can't, and there's no words wasted. You do not like each other at this point in time. And yet, you work together, you don't target each other for so much of the game. So I want to start off, Ash, what was going on with you and Hoppo? What story there coming into Survivor Canberra? Oh my god. Um, there is a lot of backstory <laughs> and it is um yeah, very extensive history. We used to get like Airbnbs back in the day, hang out all the time. We were like there was a group of four of us who would all just get Airbnbs, come into the city, hang out, and then like whatever. Then there was a falling out within that group. Um and it just all turned a little bit to shit. Um, and then I got cast for Kemper. And that was great because the one person who I had the biggest falling out with um, messaged me a week before Canberra as if I didn't know that they were going to be cast after messaging me saying, hey, just wanted to, you know, chat about everything that's been going on. And I'm like, okay, I think I get where we're going. So, yeah, it was um, – there's a lot of history, but it was um, not shocking to see him on the day I rocked up because I got a message far in advance. So, Hopper, you were keen to mend the fences before we got there. What – what was your reaction when you found out, oh, my God, I'm about to be cast with my arch nemesis? Well, the funny story is, is Ash probably, I don't know if she remembers this because she was a bit drunk at the time. <clears throat> but um, we, when we were friends, um, that's when we first found out that we got cast in Canberra. That's the night you fell down Michael's stairs um, when you <laughs> slept over his house. <laughs> um so that's how long it was like a year in advance maybe because it got pushed back like three times due to covid um and then we're like oh my god we're going to play camper together it's gonna to be so fun fast forward through the the bullshit and then i'm like oh shit i've got to play with this girl now 
after all that happened, I'm like, hey, how are you going? We're going to Canberra next week. You looking forward to it? <laughs> um, but I didn't realise um, we weren't actually going to be on the same tribe at the start, but a girl posted on Facebook saying, hey, I've got a sore stomach. I'm not coming tomorrow. And then all of a sudden, Ash was then put into the Red Tribe. Um, so when I found out we were in the same tribe together, then, yeah, I was you know, bricks were coming out like old shit bricks. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. We've had awkward exes on the same tribe. We've had all sorts, but someone you've just had a recent major falling out with, spicy, and I'm living for it. So, Ash, you never actually targeted Hoppo throughout the game and seemed to shut his name down a few times. Was this something that – did at any point you guys kind of agree to this? or What what was your strategic relationship with Hoppo in your mind in the game? I can't even, like I, – I don't even know what happened. I think I just forgot that he existed for a little while. Like – um on the first point that I could vote him, like there was no point voting him because, I mean, besides a few stray votes, the vote was pretty clear. Everything after that, like he was off my tribe, didn't have to worry about him, I think. And then like it came to merge and I was just like, there was two points that I could have voted for him, I'm pretty sure, before he got me. And both of those points, like it was clear cut that Keegan was a problem. And I mean, Dom versus Charlene, like, was its own thing so it's like i have no control at the merge vote by like trying to push for hopper because you know he hasn't proved he's a massive snake yet um and then the vote after that it's like yeah brad and keegan could vote hopper with me but like that only puts me in more trouble like yeah so i was i don't know i just forgot about him a little bit and then somehow we ended up at final six together yeah, yeah, please. Mm. See, Hoppo, I love you, count you as one of my friends. I don't buy that story from Ash at all because you're not someone who's ever floated under the radar or been forgettable a day in your life. From your perspective, what was your, how were you strategically navigating having a nemesis on your tribe in your game? Um, <clears throat> when I found out we were on the same tribe together, because the, the, we had also recently played a uh, a trial uh, together in uh, back in Mordialic Day, the Mordialic trial. Um, I knew how she sort of played, like she played like the ditzy, dumb country girl. Oh, um, yeah. So the, the first thing I, I made sure of is that I put that across to a few people, that she will come across as ditzy, dumb and doesn't know anything. Um, especially I, I told that to Carleen, it may have been her undoing, I don't know, but um, it just helped in a way because literally like in the first hour, she was like, I can't remember your name, is it Car and Lean? And she's doing all this, you know, dumb ditzy stuff. So I thought this worked out well for me. Like I planted that little seed at the start just to make sure that they know that they can trust me more than they should trust her. So, but I didn't go in the game thinking I'm going to vote her out because I know that we are, unfortunately sometimes <laughs> similar in ways that we play we're not um the nicest people um when it comes to these games and we'll pretty much you know stab our grandmother if we had to to sort of win so i knew that she was going to be an issue but i thought i thought from the beginning that maybe she might need me a little bit so that's why i didn't 
push it too too hard too soon. It's interesting you say that, Hoppo, because is it fair to say that you both, regardless of whether or not the other contestants were completely aware of this, you both came into the game with a bit of a reputation from other orgs and maybe day events for both being people who are your absolute best friend to your face in the game and then absolutely eviscerating you in the confessionals and poised and ready to stab your back the moment that it suits them. Is that something that you were worried about, Ash, in the game or were you pretty confident that it was really just Hopper who had you pegged? I No, I'm pretty sure, like, once I figured out, like, I knew Keegan, Emily, Hopper, Rosemary, um quite a few people so i was like yeah i'm i'm screwed this is this is not like a, a place where i feel like people i i'm gonna get away with playing the same game i played in at like trials and whatnot so i mean and colleen was not making it very like unobvious that she was like not in love with me um so i was like okay well she's talking to hopper a lot Keegan was just not really having a bar of any of it either. So I was like, I yeah, I didn't feel very comfortable going into the game knowing as many people as I did because I do play um, or did play in my first game um, a bit of a character of, yeah, the ditzy, knows nothing kind of person. And what about you, Hoppo, knowing so many of the people beforehand and your reputation preceding you? Um, the only people that I'd actually like, met prior was, was obviously Ash, um, and I, and Emily and Rosemary from a previous trial. Um, Dom, I met the night before, like for the first time, but we were actually really good mates for leading up to that. Um, but only virtually and Keegan I knew of, but I'd never actually met him properly in person. So I thought I could come in and be, you know, play up the. I'm shy, I'm fat, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be, a, you know, I'm not going to be your, you know, challenge beast top Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, so I sort of like, as soon as I met Carleen in particular, I just thought, all right, I get along with like older ladies and all that sort of stuff. So I knew that was going to be something that I would gel with. Um, and the younger ones, I thought, mm, I'm probably not going to have as much in common. So that's why I leaned more towards Keegan and Carleen, which were a strong duo or, you know, pretty much straight away. Mm. You're, I've just got to, you're both such compelling characters to watch as well um, and getting to have you both on the same season was so much fun did you feel like some of those bonds were able to to be repaired a bit during the game or Ash was Hoppo stabbing you in the back at final six frankly the last straw for him I went in like I came out of final six being like Hopper's an idiot what the fuck that was the worst move ever he's just the like dumbest person alive blah 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 then I got to jury and I was like chatting to people and I was like hang on okay it's a good move because you like essentially I should have made the move against him instead of going after Brad um but realistically going to the end with any of those three boys I thought was a death sentence and I knew it was going to be a final three. So, like, I didn't really have the reason to go against Hoppo at that point. But really I should have because, yeah, put yourself in between two pairs and if you can put yourself as the swing boat, great, that's a lot of power in the end game. Um, and I do, I do think that 
um, if I had have gone for Hopper and had have put myself in the same position that he was in at final five, it's possible that um, I had a, I think I had a stronger social game with at least one of the pairs and possibly one person from the other pair. So who knows what would have happened. But I think I, I definitely thought he was a dick and thought it was the worst thing he's ever done. And then after a while, I figured out, no, he put himself in a good position. He just didn't back it up. Uh, uh. They were mad to vote you out at Final Five, frankly, Hoppo. That was a bizarre move on their part. Um, You really strategically and quite effectively played the middle throughout the whole game, Hoppo even to the point where, and we're going to have to get to Croissant Gate at some point, maybe before Dom gets here so that um, he doesn't get as angry with us. But we have this fateful moment at the merge where you originally vote for Dom, but then you actually flip your vote to save him. He goes out thinking that you stuck voting for him. And in order to protect your position in the middle, you sacrifice your relationship with Dom. Speak to us a little bit about your strategy and this commitment to playing this middle position. So coming into uh, the merge, I knew I wanted to talk to the two bigger play the boys like Brad and and Jeremy and try and I think we all had the same similar idea let's let's get under their wing and see how far it can take us so I made some promises straight up uh to them um and they had made mention a couple of times of that Dom wasn't involved in certain vote outs so he didn't seem like he was part of their alliance at all um so I thought okay I could probably try and work this like two ways and then I knew that obviously Dom was like I said, my best mate coming into the to the show, to the to the day, <laughs> um, and I thought I could I could maneuver it in a way that I could satisfy both both sides. So um, I felt there was a couple of problems though. Is that when I went up to I was the first one to vote, um, and so when I decided I was going to vote for Dom in the first vote, it was raining and the parchment was wet. And Dom was the second person to vote. So when he went up there, he saw his name on the parchment paper and knew that it was me that voted for him. So that sort of stuffed me at the start. I wasn't there for the shirt gate and the whole thing because I was up re-voting. So I missed what was happening there. So I thought, okay, I can vote for Charlene and she'll go. And therefore, I, you know, I can play with Dom further and say, hey, I just did it to try and satisfy two sides and, you know, you're actually my ally. But then I missed the whole shirt game and didn't realise that... Uh, oh Charlene was going to flip Forgetting that. her name. Yeah. What's that? Alex. I forgot Alex had flipped her. I didn't oh, Alex, that's She was right. flipping her yeah. vote and so it just ruined it. So uh, then I was stuck with Charlene knowing that she I voted for her in the re-vote. Um, as much as I tried to push that it was probably Ashley after the Carlene vote out. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a mess. Let's face it, it was a mess. So I, I'm blaming weather. Mother Nature ruined it for me, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I We all blame Mother Nature. What's she done for us recently? She's a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ash, you're really good at building quite strong relationships really quickly. What, what was your strategy going into the merge? 
Um, I think my ability to build strong relationships in the pre-merge um, kind of sets me out to play with those relationships a bit in the post-merge. So it's like once I got to the merge, I mean, I feel like the the format of the game, if Isaac was there, would have been a lot better. But because Isaac um, ditched for his party, um, I think it made it feel very fast. Um, because we had like a tribal, double tribal, and final six, I think, and that was my merge. Um, so it was like going in, I was like, okay, I just need to keep good with somebody from the blue side because if they get, if there's a chance to flip on the reds when they become too much of a threat, then I could. But also, like, the blues are still going to be seen as a threat because, like, we were surrounded by fucking threats in that game. Um, so I was like trying to navigate those people and um, put myself in a middle position. But yeah, it's really hard when we went from a tribal, a merged tribal to a double tribal where it was two tribes of four. And I think it would have been um, a lot easier if Isaac was there to make it a little more balanced. Um, yeah. But yeah, mine was just trying to be in the middle, try and stay out of the firing line for as long as I could and keep some sort of power on both sides. I'm so glad you brought this up, Ash, because this was one of the top things that I needed us to unpack tonight. So Isaac does not turn up to day two. He's made the merge, but zero fucks are given. Now, according to the storytelling of the show, Isaac was feeling sick. We're in COVID era. I know. Rest in peace. He didn't want to compromise the rest of the cast. However, rumor has it, everyone, I know, scandalous, Isaac actually had a big party and was too hungover and didn't want to come. So, Hoppo, what's the true story? We all love heroin, you know, and had he gone out selflessly, I mean, bless you, but no. Um, it was a an engagement party that up that night, and I believe um, he was <clears throat> sick. So I mean, you know, that was what I heard. So I'm sticking with that story. Ash, you believe it was a hangover? I think it was a hangover. I think he was yeah. just like he. I I think he came because um, he's friends with uh, Aston and he came for that reason and yeah i don't think he really cared so how isaac was a bit of a wild card i mean theoretically ash isaac was in an alliance with you but actually voted for you at one point and was like (laughs) yolo i'm so random what on earth was going on with his game ash um i don't know what isaac was on um heroin it, according to hopper yeah I, I think he was <laughs> he was just like so um no idea what survivor really was at times um and i thought like for most of the people who were playing i thought people like that are acting like there's no way you come along and sign up for this if you're not a fan of the show but there are actually genuinely some people who were just really good friends of Dan and 
Liv and all like these other people who were connected to the cast somehow that had no idea. So I was under the impression that he was acting for a little bit, um, but it was fine. I could figure him out and try and fix things. But like he actually, I just actually think he didn't really know Survivor as well as um, others. I mean, we to be fair, Red Red Team had two, you know, n- no disrespect to them, but two dupes. Like, we had Isaac and Laura, like, you know, sadly waste of space. You know, but they're lovely people. But it's just like, really? This is what we've got? <laughs> like, yeah. one bows out because she's got a headache and the other one is drunk. So, <laughs> perfect Red Tribe. <laughs> Sums us up. I mean, yeah. we have the Red Flag Tribe. Yes. yes, we've seen drunk people go all the way to the final three in backyard number one, which I have seen now. So, look, it's not apparently it doesn't count you out. Well, Ash, I'm interested then. So, Isaac, no idea what he's doing. Votes for you, but you still think it would have been a game changer for the positive for you if he had been there in the merge? I think Isaac is someone who would probably as the game, I mean, as the game goes on, I don't know if he would have clicked or like started to get what was happening a bit more um, or if he would have listened to anybody. But um, I just think it would have been a game changer for the amount of time that I would have had to uh, maneuver myself into the middle. And it would have created a whole extra, like maybe a whole extra round of um, social gaming and, uh, working with different people to solidify the bond. So it's not necessarily having Isaac there that I, I care about. It's more so just having that extra round uh, placed in the game with more time to socialise, strategize, all of those things. And to Ash's advantage, she does it really well. Yeah. Like she can get people to trust her. She can build those relationships a lot quicker than I. So, yes, at the end of the day, we both were playing a similar game, but her her social game was, you know, it was way up there. How, how what was your strategy for navigating around the duds, Hoppo? Um, get them out before me. Um, you know, for <laughs> me, that didn't, they weren't relevant to my game. So, I mean, you know, if just get them, get them out of the way and make make more room for me to come through. But I mean, actually, with Isaac, like I think she would have had a really good. Uh, follower number with her because I think they clicked early on. So had he stayed in the game, I think Ash would have had that extra number on her side, which would have helped her game a lot more as well. Um, I think, and as Ash said, it was very quick. That second day went very quick because we're down to, you know, nine people straight away. Then we had the double. Like it was just, it was just so much more quicker that you had to try and build those. That's when the trust, you know, or the lack of trust is there because you can't then have enough time to build those relationships. So Mm. with Isaac or an extra number there, it could have made a difference. Yeah. Awesome. Now, team, we are truly blessed because the king himself has arrived. He's ready to bless us with his present. Dom, come on in. Hello. Um, we've got a bit of noise disruption going on there, Dom. Some clicking. <laughs> yes, Stephen in the chat says, "Why is Dom wearing a shirt?" 
I have to say, I was almost certain, Dom, that we would get a classic you tonight, topless, reclining in bed, and sort of Zoom camera coming in from below. I think this is the first time I'm ever chatting to you on video call. You're fully clothed and sitting up. We're still having audio issues with your um, headphones. There's a lot of clicking and we can't hear you properly. Okay. Chris is saying, try no AirPods. Yes, Dom is always like this in Zoom calls. It's amazing. Um, if <laughs> All right, can, Chris, is there a way to mute Dom until this is fixed so we can carry on with the conversation? All right, perfect. Thank you. Okay, so something else I wanted to ask about. Th this is Keegan's third time now playing an LRG at this point. You've both said you were viewing him as a major threat. Hoppo, you see Keegan's there. What was your strategy navigating around a very physical three-time player? Uh, well, I was glad that he was on our tribe um, to start with, obviously. Um, so that, that helped us, but I knew that as soon as the opportunity arose come merge, he's not someone that you want to keep around for a long time. Um, there was, you know, there was, there was that, the, the, uh, the swap pre-merge when he, um, he deliberately lost the challenge to get rid of one of the blues, which I thought was, you know, very good strategic move, but seeing that he's willing to do that pre-merge to, 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 you know, because the thing with Keegan, he's not only a, a physical threat, he's so strategic, very good at all three. So I knew that if he was willing to do that pre-merge, then when it comes to merge, he needs to go sooner than later. And it's just a perfect opportunity for me and Ash when we got teamed up in the two lots of four and we didn't win or he didn't win individual immunity. There was no question that he was going to be the first one to get the chop. Yeah, Ash, what was your attitude? Um, I think Keegan was... Keegan's not someone who was ever, I think, going to work with me. So I didn't really, and when I saw him and Carleen bonding and then Hopper, you know, feeding them whatever he was feeding them at that time, um, I was like, mm -mm, Keegan's just not going to do much for me. Um, so I didn't care. Like, I'm pretty sure if my memory doesn't, me um brad no not brad ben and i and maybe even charlene had some conversations about how much of a threat he was pre-merge before swap and then after um yeah after merge it was like yeah as soon as he's not immune he's going down i think in fact that challenge we may have all copied each other to our downfall and um because we didn't want Keegan to get the immunity. So we just copied Keegan and even when Keegan got it wrong, we all got it wrong. Ben won, great. But still like Keegan wasn't immune. So we all went out, I'm pretty sure, and afterwards gave each other a bit of a look because we just fucked our own uh immunity chances to get out Keegan. 
All right, perfect. He's back. We're excited. Welcome, Dom. Did you have any kind of response to seeing Keegan come back for the third time? I I didn't because I didn't recognize him. Because I think in my all of my profile pictures, he'd been clean shaven. Oh, uh, no, he was. I'm trying to think. He definitely had different facial hair. I think it was clean shaven for the game, but then I recognized him in a beard, I think from Melbourne and just in the community as you sort of see. So I did not, and it wasn't until goodness like merge and I'm like clocked it like, oh my God, it's Keegan. It's, you know, the Keegan from Backyard and Melbourne. I personally love pretending not to recognize someone who's, you know, a big name there just to like, manage that threat level for them you know <laughs> obsessed dominic i you are without a doubt my favorite character of any of the lrgs we've watched i think you delivered like actual real tv worthy moments which is not something i would say about most of the episodes i've been subjected to over the last several months yeah and you you're my second favorite person from the trailer two that i've met so <laughs> Go F yourself. Um, so um, what? Uh, talk to me. You had a very difficult pre-merge. Um, oh, my God. You know, left yes. out of votes. What What was going, how was, talk me through that experience. What was going through your head? I think it was such a whirlwind, especially because our camp area was small. I'm not sure if you see that on the thing. That, that is. You know, it was basically like a little patch where we put our tarp, put our materials, and like a little bit down the way where there was the water well. So there just wasn't much room to chat. And the first vote, what was that? First vote was the three two two or three three two. Uh, I I was pushing for Jeremy, uh, and that was what a couple of people were pushing because Janine indicated that she had known Jeremy before the game, indicating that they had a game night of some kind before the game. And I think a couple of us looked at him like, well, one of those two have to go. And I think there was that sort of thing of we don't want to be just typical vote off the old lady. We don't know what the challenges would look like. So I think it was a sort of like, and I think there was a little bit of even playful banter of, oh, he looks like Tyson with long hair. He, Tyson won. He could win. Let's do him. And then 3 2 2. <laughs> Such a crazy vote. I think I was the one who first mentioned pushing, like, look, let's just get rid of Emily. She is the idol. We're not doing rock first food. And the second vote, that was, you know, us intending to do Alex because she wanted to leave and she told me quietly in that second challenge, like, I, I think I want to go. And then she finds the idol, that whole drama happens, and then Janine just becomes, Janine becomes the easy target. Uh, not out of just being like the old lady, but just out of like, she had a weird demeanor in, in camp. Like I remember in that first vote, she came up to me in like a really weird and obvious way of so dumb. What are you gonna do for the vote? Like it's just like in a weird way, and I'm just, I just got my alarm bells out of like, how the hell are you socially operating like that? 
And then that third vote, which was the double eviction round, uh, like it was Aston versus Rose. And I think everyone was, was, I think we were trying to get Brad and Jeremy on board to do Rose. Uh, they eventually don't go our way. I think Brad told me has told me after the game, like I wish I could have told you if he wanted to do us and we could see where it was going, where he would just fucking dominate the game. And so that's how that was the pre-word from my perspective or the pre-swap anyway. Yeah, th- this is what I want to understand. So the real beef between Alex and Dom, Josh is asking. I mean, I think we all can. We're all four of us are villains here. I think we can all agree that the real villain of this iconic vote out was Alex. What the hell? Yeah. Here is Dom delivering, delivering. He read the assignment. This isn't a trial. We are creating this as a product for people to watch and consume. Okay. Dom realizes that he's being blindsided. This is just a recap for our audience because Benjamin Snyder doesn't watch. Dom realizes he's being blindsided, backstabbed potentially by some of his in real life friends. He looks like he's about to do a, re- a recreation for us. Rips off his shirt in rage. It's very much I'm like hiding in shame. Don't be ashamed. Do not take this moment back, Dom. This is the best thing, frankly, you've ever delivered. Okay? I almost forgive you for your homophobic votes against me and other orgs. Um, And rather than standing... I have my pronouns. I'm not homophobic. Where are they? We love it. Rather than standing up and clapping, which was the only socially acceptable way to respond to this moment... Alex is horrified. This is the most disgusting thing she's ever seen in her life. This display of raw machismo and sex appeal. She cannot stomach it. So I think what we all want to know, Dom, was there something else going on with Alex? Had you fallen out prior to this moment? Because it's her flip that seals your fate. Like, I honestly don't know. She voted me on the first one even. And I think I always got the vibe that she just has an issue with me, whatever. Frankly, she, I don't want to make it too personal, but in the context of the game, in the context of that weekend, she has no taste, no enthusiasm to be there. Just dull, just just dull and boring. And again, lovely person outside of it. I, I will not take that away from her or anyone. I'm not going to speak that personally about her. The bloody fucking hell. Just, and then you quit the next round? Like, come on. That must have been hard to swallow. This, yeah. You've just been voted like, out by this person who's already told you they want to quit and now they actually quit after yeah. ending your life in the game. Like, like I understand. Like, we're, we're, we're a different breed. We're all a bit nutty. We, we love these survivor and these types of shows in, in a whole and she's just there because Dan's friend uh Dan thought should be a good cast casting and I'm just like okay you're not you don't know what you've had and you just throw it away this is like a tiny version of, of my dream like several of other people's dreams and you just want to throw it away and not quit and then you want to just have beef with me for even okay fine you can say that the my boot moment was like 
you know, you can have your opinions about that. Does the, the from like day album. one, hour one, whatever. It's just, eh. Eh. And you, you see my hand, it's just, eh. Go away. For, for Snyder's benefit, it only gets better. So the shirt comes off, and we won't dwell on it. Dom said he doesn't want to cover this in detail. But Dom then steals the croissants that have gone to the merged tribe as part of the feasts. They're his croissants now. I think this could have been what pushed Alex over the edge and the real reason she ended up quitting. She wasn't going to get the merge feast. What do you think, Hoppo? Look, they got their croissants back anyway. They <laughs> That was that was me shamelessly like you know what I'm gonna I'm just going all in on that moment like the, the shirt thing was just like do they think that I have an idol because I even think I saw Brad mouthing like that's you know pretty easy name to mouth read and he didn't vote me in the end but he was still pushing my name and I thought why why like there was that sort of like why what's going on. I, what do you want me to do? Like, it's, it's not that I have an idol. Like, why are you throwing my name out, Brad? And it was just sort of, I don't know, like the parody getting to the best of me in that, in that moment. So, I don't think Brad was your name, though, Don. He, I distinctly remember him saying, or maybe it might have been like this sort of now three conversation, but he yeah. is it going my way. But I, I distinctly remember that. Like, just even, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think he was pushed. Maybe he wasn't pushing it. And again, lovely guy. He's playing the game. I, I before the game, I didn't know him from a hole in the wall. After the game, lovely, awesome, had bands with him. Not a bad word to say, except for potentially maybe throw my name out in one instance. I take gifts to take him Um. So when we were sitting on the bench waiting for all of this re-voting bullshit to happen, um, mom is stripping down for cash and me and Brad are sitting there and I know, like, we weren't supposed to be talking about anything game-related at all, but after Dom had stripped and Alex had thrown a fit, um, it was open field, so everyone just started kind of having their little whispers. So... Brad said, switch your vote. He knew I didn't vote with him. He even played his extra mm. vote against Charlene. Um, so he wasn't going after you yeah. at that point. He was going after yeah. Charlene because Blue wanted the numbers and Hoppo was willing to give you guys the numbers until he wasn't. Mm. So also at this vote, Keegan told you, Dom, that Ben and Charlene were super tight. And then, Dom, you directly target Charlene to Ben in front of Keegan. Talk us through that decision. I don't remember. I think it was a sort of panic, exciting, I don't know. Everyone on this call would be a very worthy candidate for the Bromelo medal for Orca of the season. But I've got to tell you, Hoppo and Ash, I'm sorry. I think Dom has the edge on you. So, everyone, if you've not got your votes in yet, 
please do. There's a Google form. CK's been posting it in the chats. We've got best pre-merge player. We've got MVP of the season. But personally, the most important prize is Orca of the season. And there's three criteria, voting cri uh, criteria for this. Number one, loud and proud. You've got to be pushy with your strategy, whether people listen to it or not. And I think we just heard that. You've got to have a propensity for narcissism, i.e. taking your shirt off at the merge. And three, you've got to be rubbing people the wrong way by the first vote. I am a proud... You are leading the witness. You are leading the voting pool. Let, I'm let, a proud orca myself. <laughs> and I'm, I'm willing to put my hand on the scale for this one, team. <laughs> I'll give it up. I don't want it. Yeah, I'll take it. it. <laughs> now... Dom, something else I wanted to talk to you about before I get to the other, the back to you and Ash. Um, sorry, to, uh, Hoppo, birthday king. Dom, one of the I was talking to the other two before you came here. Oh, Aston, bring up Aston's comment. I think actually, Aston does deserve a shout out for this. Yeah. Bragging about being a Mensa member is major propensity for narcissism energy, and definitely deserves some votes for that. Um, okay, so I'm not, I'm no longer a member of Mensa anymore. Either I, I haven't paid my membership dues, but let's be honest, after this, do they fucking want me? <laughs> <laughs> I still have the intelligence to qualify, but um, do so they the, want most, me? the most interesting part really of this season for me was the relationship dynamics between the three of you. So we know you and Hoppo were really close coming into the season and you completely lose it here at the merge vote when Hoppo puts your name down the first time and you presumably don't know that he yeah. flipped on the second time. So Hoppo told us that you actually saw through the parchment that he'd voted for you. What, what kind of, why was the animosity towards Hoppo here as opposed to say Alex or the numerous other people who were probably a bit more responsible? I think it's because I didn't think it was a big, it would be him who would ever write my name down. He he voted first for that round of voting. I voted second. They the production decisions for future ones. They eventually take the votes out. They put in a blank votes in, so no one is none the wiser. But in this instance, it was just sort of like the votes in. We're not going to touch it. I see D O M, and I think like we knew that we were playing since September of 2020 and it was like March 2021 which the game was happening and I'll be honest there was a lot of times where Hoppo was like I don't know how I'm gonna go I don't know how I'm gonna go I'm just gonna be first through blah, 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 blah. and because I had a friendship with him I you know like supported him I I, I sort of said don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I, we're going to be final two. Don't worry about it, don't worry about your worries. Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And on one hand, it's just like, yeah, it's a game. But on the other hand, when you see someone struggling for, for six months and have their struggles connected to a game, and when, like, the experience is so special and you just kind of wanted to share that with, you know, a friend, like, it's just like, I don't care. That hurt. It was a special bond. Hurt my heart, and as ah, much like we've tried to get on the same page since then, 
I think trust is like a mirror. And even if, even if you try putting it together, I, I struggle to think that it's the same. And respectfully, I'm like, on one hand, like, I hope Brendan's looking at the best life. On the other hand, I'm fine with, you know, the distance that we've had of, from this form of friendship. That was beautiful, very emotional. It's giving the lovers blind reunion and <laughs> thanks, Dominic. We loved that. I felt like it was a beautiful, sincere moment. Uh, I had to ruin with my sarcasm and I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, I understand. When we have Would you existing- even be, you said it on the traders, this is toxically, unapologetically yourself. And I'm just, <laughs> when I saw that, I'm just, I'm just like, yeah, from from what I've seen of her, from my having track with her, yeah, no lies detected. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so Hoppo, who did you want? Your we're at the point you were voted out. Who did you want to go to the final three with, and did you think you could win in that final three scenario? Um, definitely not win. Um, <laughs> I I you know I made too many errors leading up to that point. Um. I didn't really mind who I went to the final three with. Um, I, you know, I thought either either way it wasn't going to happen. Like I wasn't, it was going to be a zero vote finale for me, and that would have been fine. I just wanted to get to that that chair at the final, and that's you know my aim. Um, I thought honestly that I could have got rid of Charlene at that point, um, but I didn't, you know, fully, you know, realize the connection that Jeremy had with Charlene. Um, I had, you know, spoken to Brad and, you know, I had really saved his ass the, the vote before. Um, so I thought that would have um, sealed his, you know, allegiance with me. And then he could have brought Jeremy along just as a, let's just do this and get it over and done with. Because I, I did play it up to them that if, you know, you don't take me, one of you may miss out on the being at the final three. Like, don't you want you two to be there at the end? I can make that happen because if you bring me, we're set for final three. Um, but they didn't want to come along for that ride. So they made it anyway, but um, it could have worked out differently if Ben won immunity. You know what I mean? So um, I just thought Brad had my back. So obviously I'd gone for Charlene before, so there was no point going for anybody else at that stage. I knew she didn't trust me anymore. She just wasn't going to work with me anymore. So that's why my vote was going to her. Mm. And uh, look, for what it's worth, Hoppo, I thought you played a great game. Um, I mean, you know, people are always going to be mad, but I was very impressed. Ash, what about you? In your mind, who did you want to go to the final three with? And do you think you could have beaten them? I think at the time I was like the only people I can go to the end with and win against were sitting with me not on that reward. So like Hoppo and Charlene, I was like, it has to be us three in the final three or I'm done. Those boys are like two of them have a really great story in Jeremy and Brad both coming from the bottom of um, Blue, going to so many tribal councils, all that crap. Um, it was like they're gonna win regardless, hands down. Ben was an emerging challenge beast. Um, he had an idol, he had played really closely with Charlene, and I was like, I don't have a choice but to go to the end with these two. But hindsight now, I think um the best 
bet if I wanted to get to the end might have been, although I know Jeremy is a god and nowadays I know that he's that, but I think I could have um, flip-flopped a couple times if I had a vote out Brad, then uh, Ben, then it could have been any of us three or any of us four at the end, and I think I might have had more of a chance than if it was the brads of the bends of the world but yeah yes aston ash i've seen ash play she's practically sociopathic i completely like that um hoppo what what do you think were your best and worst moves oh um you know i'm gonna take it even if people have mixed feelings about it um you know, obviously Ash was a good idea at that point because um, I honestly did think that um, one of us were going to take the other out. I just didn't, couldn't trust her. And I'm sure she didn't trust me that much either. Like she said, you know, she probably didn't realise I was there. But I mean, um, I just thought, here's my chance to take her out, you know, to take her out now, you know. Um, so I think that was, you know, a good move on my my, my behalf because I thought that I honestly had the two boys. Um in that final five, I thought that they definitely would have taken me to the three. Um, but I thought if Ashley was there, they would take her. They would probably take her over me, you know, say if something happened and say Charlene or Brad went and it was down to, you know, and me and Ash were still there at five, I thought they're going to take, they will take Ashley over me. So, yeah. Uh, worst move is obviously the, you know, it's, it's going to have to be the, you know, it's and it, not for obvious reasons, but it is the, the complete balls up that was the merge vote um because i missed the entirety of Shirtgate. i didn't know that was all happening um because i was up voting um and i really did think that my, it was going to work out for me and john would stay and then we can move forward together um so i think that was a huge balls up for me because i lost charlene anyway straight after that you know someone who i was reasonably close to definitely not in alliance with but friendly with um and as soon as she realized that i'd voted her i lost that that connection so either way that was a screwed up moment for me it is sometimes the risk of playing the middle is that you can lose both sides <laughs> but you did otherwise you did a great job straddling it ash what about you what were your best and worst moves um best move i think was the colleen vote i I was like, oh, look at me. I mean, I just felt like it was a fun move. And I think fun moves and best moves, maybe not the same, but like I had fun doing it. I didn't know that Isaac was going to depart the scene as quickly as he did. But even if he hadn't made merge, I think I could have like still swung it pretty good with red. Like I don't think anyone was going to like come at me with an axe for axing Carleen. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a fun move and just a good move to show loyalty to Blue so that I had the option to work with them at the merge. Um, worst move, <laughs> I mean, there's so many. Um, I think worst move was probably, oh, I mean, just a fun worst move is when I found the idol clue in the croissants. If I could have kept that a little more quiet, Um that would have been a really smart idea. And I I don't know how many times, like, somebody around me found an idol, like, Ben under the seat. Like, I picked up his fucking wallet off the floor and he still <laughs> looped around the table, 
climbed under and like tried to look for the idol. I'm like, what are you doing? I have your wallet. I like my brain was not harnessing the power of idols yet. It was half asleep after a bus trip. So, I mean, just worst moves all round. But those were some fun worst move moments. I do want to say that the cross the croissants really did, you know, come into a play a lot of the times because when that whole pushover running to the water situation was happening. The camera crew followed me and Ash behind a tree and we're literally sitting there eating croissants. Like, you're not getting any content out of us. We're eating the croissants. They were the best NPC of the season for sure. Yes. All right, same question. I don't know if I cut out just then. Um, Dom, same question to you. Best and worst moves. Oh, my God. I think I was playing so day by day by the seat of our pants because of, you know, the hot mess that is blue going to three travel councils in the morning um, and only really having one round of immunity, which that being the round that Rose went on red, on post-swap red. So I think I was just like playing by the seat of my pants. I'm just like anything to survive another day as long as it's not me. My best move probably... I went mm. probably it was probably pushing Emily with the idol off to avoid rock. And I do say that in sort of being like self-preservation, it showed a bit of influence, showed a little bit of flip flop. And then reflecting back, I, I do wonder what that sliding doors moment would have been of if I said, no, we're doing Jeremy. I think obviously history would tell us should have done Jeremy with that one in, it could have been one in six rock draw. Being curious to see what, what happened. Our worst move, just everything. I think that was discussed solidly, just every fucking thing. I strongly disagree. I think that was your best move. It made you, I mean, it's, it will get you a call back. Okay, I've got a potentially. Look, I will. I will say. I will say. Just with how much of a meme that the croissants have come through the thing, seeing, you know, see how, how season two was produced and seeing the filming of three and four, and no result spoilers, but croissants do come up. But I think we're embracing the meme, and if if we are embracing the meme that I made famous, like I bet I guess I get caught. I want to arrogant towards Dan, and, and I know that he probably has his methodologies who would get picked for a hypothetical fraternity. But if I'm not picked, I'm going to, like, raise an eyebrow at him, just like, really? Really? Like, I'll still come through and people else will still be your friend. Really? It's like Johnny Fairplay 25 years later. Like, he's still, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, that moment yeah. is timeless. It, it yeah. lives when I'm not making this up when I well, say whenever I'm like ultra frustrated and someone has screwed me over mentally in my head I am playing the shirt rip gif like I it, that is my just auto mental response it's amazing okay I've got a potentially contentious question throwing into this very tense relationship mix but we're gonna put it out there anyway now we had a, a, a Ghost Island style final three here where both of the guys tied and Charlene had to pick who the winner was. All right. Right now, we are here. This is the final three. We're at final tribal. Okay. And you are the zero vote 
finalist? Me. Me? You. All, all three of you, meant in this mental exercise, you are the zero. So I'm, I'm not sure how great I'm going to be, but yeah. Okay. Somehow, <laughs> in this scenario, you are the zero vote finalist, and people were choosing between Hoppo and Dom as to who was going to win. All right? It's a stretch of the imagination, but that's exactly what's happened. Okay? A big stretch. Yeah. <laughs> who are you voting to win the game? Um, I'm going to throw it to you first, Hopper. Um, well, it, it, you know, everything aside, it would have been Ashley. I'd be for, for, only because I did see her game, you know, a lot more. Um, and I think, you know, her social side just, you know, blew everyone away. I think she was just so good at connecting with people. All right. Dom will go to you next. Cause I suspect I know where this one's going. This is, I know this is, I would have asked the question and depending on what happens, it would depend my vote. If I didn't have a question, if it was just sort of like, hey, here's the pen, here's the paper vote, Ash. All right. I'm Ash persuasible. Ash persuasible. If I asked the question like he asked Charlene, I would not be answering and he would not be voting for me. <laughs> No, it would have been towards the, the other paper. option. It would have been towards the other option. And let's just say Sue Hawk would have All been right. Ash, what about you? by comparison. Um, I I think it's probably not fair to uh, compare because they were dominant for a couple rounds less. Based on the game that I saw, it would be Hoppo, but like, I didn't get to yeah. I didn't get to see much of his blue tribe game. Um, I saw him for like two votes, and he voted with me on one occasion. Um, so yeah, I I would vote Hopper, but like I'd be curious to see Dom play again and see if he could um, switch it up. And and I think watching it back now, yeah, it'd be cool to see Dom play again and see what he uh, throws no. into the mix purely for yeah strategic game I'd, I'd love to see you back dom i'm less Thank interested you. in dom's strategy i'm more interested in the what tv <laughs> moments dom's gonna deliver <laughs> 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 okay all right last question because i want to go to bed hoppo what is something about your game that, that wasn't really highlighted or that we didn't get to see that you want to share with the listeners um, I wasn't as quiet as I come across on there. I think there was, you know, a few things missing, but, um, I think I spoke to, you know, enough of, enough of the people and told them as much as I could. And I think the fact that I got information from both sides pretty easily, um, sort of shows that, you know, I wasn't a G-O-A-T, you know, in, in the game and I wasn't being led by anybody. I didn't have an alliance with anybody. Um, and I, I thought that I did pretty well uh, working both sides. So, yeah. You nailed it, hon. <laughs> Beth, and ha everyone in the chat again, happy birthday to Hoppo. It is his birthday today. He's thriving. He's in his <laughs> 30s, flirty as hell and beautiful. All right, Ash, um, what what's something about your game that you wish people saw? Um, I think one of the things I recently realised about my game is um, – my social game in every respect has developed a lot since 
um, Canberra. And I think back in Canberra, I was really experimental with um, a lot of my strategic and social game. So I think like it was captured mostly pretty purely, but it's um, it's an interesting watch back to see how, um, yeah, some of the mistakes that I got to learn from. I But I think it was captured pretty accurately. Like people were seeing what I was like, which was at times just the acting very ditzy, acting very stupid and dumb to try and fool people and at other times being a bit like uh, OTT strategic with um, certain points where I would just stare people in the face and be like, no, this is what we have to do or we're going to die um, kind of thing. So I think it was captured accurately. But, yeah, it's definitely fun uh, watching it back uh, and and seeing how things have changed since then because that was many years ago now. So, yeah. And what about you, Dom? See, I, I can't really answer the question because I've not watched this back. Like, I hate watching myself on just about anything. All right, take off the Bromelow extra... Award. No propensity for <laughs> narcissism. Cancelled. So you've not watched it. Okay, well, what knowing the game you played, what's something about it you'd like to highlight? I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, what would I highlight? I think just how, I don't know, how, probably how hard it is on, like, the condensed time frame because, what, we did six rounds of votes on the first day and then another one, two, three, four, five, six on the second. Like, <laughs> Aston is that, sorry, just made a comment, I but I did okay, speak calm again. I think it's just sort of like social, like a social neurotic thing. It's just sort of like, okay, I can't give anyone a reason. And my name came up on the first vote. It's just like, can't let them see me sweat. I don't know why Alex, has a thing against me. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I think just, I think maybe the one thing that I will say, and I know, God, I've been rambling, just saying nothing. I think it takes a lot for me to crack, but you saw me crack in a, in a very sort of, with those little factors and and the sort of friendship factor with Harpo, it's just sort of like that was what broke me and, and and just made my brain go to mush. Gave the iconic moment of you know the croissants and and the chef and whatever, and that I do I do want to have that true turn to sort of show you know even our little community of LRG people what I'm made of. So yeah. yeah. Well, what I'm hearing is we need more mental breakdowns on LRGs because that's what's delivering. Um, thank you so much to all three of you for coming on here, bearing your ice-cold black souls. I've got to say, like, I loved watching all three of you so much. I would love to see all three of you play again. I, I love a good villain, and you all bring, I think, a unique brand of villain to the show in a way that's just so compelling. So thank you, thank you so much. Hoppo, what have you got going on and where can people find you? Oh God, I'm too old to even think. Um, just 
Instagram. I think it's people can find me under Hoppo, I'm pretty sure. And Facebook. Hot, sexy. Give the birthday boy a follow. Ash, what have you got going on and where can people find you? Oh, like all of the things. Go everyone be real, actually. That's struggling at the moment. I think my name's real life. Ashley's still on like all of my social media, but be real is on Struggle Street. So please add me on Be Real. Yep, get her be real popping. You I'm know, too she's old got to know what content. be real is. I don't even know what be real is. Oh, no. <laughs> oh it's stupid. I think I, I think I got it, and it always buzzes when I'm in the bathroom. I think there's a conspiracy with be real just wanting to see me. Yeah, Tom, don't add me on be real. I don't it's let fine. them. Add, I don't let them. I don't take any photos. It's just like really again. I'm not taking shit. And and little hey, take a photo of yourself. Big girl, stop. All right, well, Dom, come on, give us the handle for your OnlyFans. Where can people yes. like to subscribe? Don't have an OnlyFans. Won't be one of those people yet. Probably not. There's plenty of time. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm on Instagram at that Dom guy. That's just, and I have nothing really going on until eventually all stars. Hopefully, maybe. That's a lie. Dom has amazing holiday pics. Um, give him a follow as well. Everyone can find me on Instagram at Twitter at Annabelle CE. You can also follow my Traders Canada podcast on Babes on the Brink. And we are doing a wrap up on the Amazing Race Australia Celebrity Edition, doing a deep dive into Harry and Teddy's too Hot to Handle, and Love Island Seasons, respectively. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Tea Party. Coming up next, two podcasts on one LRG season is never enough. So please join us next time where CK is going to be talking to Dan, I presume, about some of the behind-the-scenes information on Survivor Camera Season 1. And we will also be announcing the winners of the Survivor Canberra Season 1 awards. So if you haven't voted yet, get in there, give your get, give some votes, give some love to these three because they carry everything. They are fabulous. We love you all and we'll see you next time for Backyard Season 3. Yeah. Bye.